0: Hello and welcome to Penny Earful, the officially unofficial podcast for Showtime's Penny Dreadful, brought to you by BaldMove.com. I'm your host, Aaron, And
1: I'm Cecily. Tonight we're
0: talking about episode 303, Good, good and, evil and Evil, Braided, Braided Bee. Bee. Just like the stereo effect you got. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Uh, what did you think of this episode?
1: I loved this episode. I thought it was so good. Uh, I, I was screaming at some points. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I... Does it feel like things are maybe too interconnected on the show?
1: No. I feel like I said maybe the first or second episode where I said that that it, it felt like it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we have Lily hearkening back to when she was with, what's his name, Ethan? Mm-hmm. Um, and she I was guess Brona.
0: He was Ethan. She was Brona.
1: Right. It seems like that's going to come up again if he ever makes his way back. And then we have just out and out Caliban being the orderly. And neither of them having memory of it?
0: Well, it makes Currently? sense for him not to. Does it? Yeah, because he's his recovering memories his memory. memories are slowly coming back. Exactly.
1: So I feel like that will be something that comes with it eventually.
0: And like is the implication that she killed him? I don't know. She ripped open a skull or something. She very
1: good well have.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see cuz they had an almost meet cute in this episode. I guess it wouldn't be a re, it'd be a meet cute uh where he saw her in Chinatown and got a nice smile on his face and then found that she was there with her bow and still seems like he's happy for her yeah. like there's a uh, it's it's always amazing to me that this uh Caliban John Clare guy can continue to sip from the milk of human kindness like there's a guy who was perfectly nice to him on the way to uh England mm-hmm. or on the way to London and he, you know, like, with the first person that was slightly rude to him, he grabs by the head and threatens to rip it off if he doesn't tell him what he needs to know. Like, <laughs> right. Maybe. Maybe. I, I. But then again, he's kind of a monster, and people treat him that way a lot. So, I don't know. He's a complicated guy. Uh, but anyway, what, what I want to say about this interconnected thing is, like, I keep on debating in my mind as, like, these people kind of coincidentally keep knowing each other and be connected. But I'm like, well, this is, this is like the entire supernatural community of London. It would be strange if they weren't connected in some way.
1: I suppose so.
0: Like, it's not coincidence if you actually have forces beyond your control manipulating things, you know? Right. Like that, that, that hand waves a lot of my objections away.
1: Yeah, I mean, but also at the same time, we're finding out with each episode that it just goes deeper than we think.
0: Mm-hmm. There's
1: this network of underground vampires, which very much look like vampires, but we've got some really interesting feedback about that.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, do you want to get just right into it? Yeah, let's talk about uh, it. Up front, you want to talk about Ethan slash A and Malcolm and Hecate's storyline? Sure. Uh, Ethan has another dream vision, and he's he awakens to Hecate in a stable, and she wants to follow him around. Um, Katenay later says that, or he asks Malcolm about the scarred, bald woman, something mm, to that effect. Branded, scarred. So I, I take it that they are having continued dream vision communications with each other
0: yeah it's mostly just kate and a sneaking up to him on dream and (laughs) and screaming at him with his face covered in blood you're the
1: apache i need who's that lady
0: (laughs) are you cheating Um, on me ethan
1: yeah kate and a gets to deal with some good old-fashioned racism why was that scene in there
0: uh to establish that you know malcolm is awesome and not a piece of shit i think right uh which i i I don't know it's I enjoyed seeing my heroes do heroic things. That's the thing Kate and a didn't need him to step up. I was expecting
1: uh, a really cliched dialogue afterwards where Kate and a says, I don't need you to defend me, and he says, and Malcolm says something like, I wasn't doing it for you, I was doing it to spare them That's what because I, I, when he was talking about so many times
0: when he's essentially threatening him with what a dangerous man he is, I'm like, well, he might be talking about Kate and a because that dude is. Also, a very dangerous man that you don't want to just fuck with. So, yeah. Right. I
1: mean, that's the impl- implication I got is that yeah. Kate and A would have done away with those guys handily. Sure,
0: he didn't need Malcolm's defense. But um. I think it was, I, I'm not even sure if it's appreciated because Kate entire response was, hmm. <laughs> and then Malcolm's was, raise eyebrows. But yeah. I feel like it's amazing because Timothy Dalton. I mean, he just brings it in every scene.
1: Oh, yeah. He's so great. And that's I, like, sometimes I like to show. step
0: back and like, God damn, this show about gothic monsters has Timothy Dalton and Ava Green in it. Amazing. And Josh Hart in it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. These guys are really good.
1: Yeah. That is an understatement. Um, So, Ethan and, what's her name, Hecate, steal horses and, and kill the family. And <laughs> you see that Ethan is... Not really protesting too much. He's not taking part in it, but yeah, he's not saying, what the hell are you doing?
0: Well, he's I thought just... it's funny. He's like, do you see this land? It has no mercy, and neither do I. Smash cut to him, like, okay, okay, let's have a little bit of mercy. <laughs> we need to kill everyone that we meet. <laughs> right. Um, what did you think she she meant about when, you, when there's bodies from the horizon to horizon and you can step across them without touching the ground, then you can cry?
1: I think she's implying that she's seen some shit, and he's got nothing to cry about.
0: Well, I also think if because this is like you know the whole wolf of God and Lupus Day, yeah, and they're trying to bring about some kind of end times, maybe because that's um, you know, literally like the landscape covered in corpses and the land overflowing with blood is almost like a biblical thing, that's right? Like a revelation prophecy. I wonder if they're trying to, uh, I wonder I if they're trying to suggest that.
1: I don't know my Bible like you do, so I'm going to defer to your.
0: <laughs> and I might just have Bible in my brain because there is a interesting thread about how in the latest Game of Thrones there was a lyrical structure to uh, a letter that someone wrote that had "Come and see," which is something that the 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 angels were were saying in the Book of Revelations when they kept opening the seven seals. Every time they'd open one, and whoa would happen, and they'd say "Come and see." So I just got the Bible in my brain lately.
1: Huh, interesting. Um, so she's 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 working him and I think that it's slowly winning him over. And then Kate and outright says that it's uh it's a battle for his soul at this point. Either they're gonna find him and save him or they're gonna yeah. have to find him or kill him. Which makes me think Anne's that this him.
0: isn't necessarily a rational thing with him, that it's because i i want to say like man this seems like a little too quick he knows who these this woman is he's had dealings with her and her kind before
1: who are you talking Hecate? about ethan
0: yeah and he, ethan yeah um what the I hell mean, what the hell is he doing why is he trusting her but his as-
1: last experience with them is him being forced into this tunnel where he had to kill a trusted friend sure and that's your last experience with these people yeah i get it she got you out of a tight spot but Did she really, or would he have just killed all those people and run away?
0: But that's what I'm saying, like, this whole battle for his soul makes me think that this is not entirely of his own doing. Like, there are, you know, it's like the dark side seductiveness. There's
1: forces at work we don't understand. Sure, exactly,
0: exactly. My Uh, father, my (laughs) Indian father, my Apache father, taught me that uh, there were things like that in this TV show.
1: So uh, the ex- inspector is hot on their tail this whole time. He's investigating the the bar crime scene, mm-hmm. and Kate and a and Malcolm find the family, which means that even though they showed up later, they're way ahead of yeah. the inspector Rusk. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate and a and Malcolm have the same sentiment that uh, Ethan expresses to Hecate at some at one point. They say once you hit the desert, you don't stop mm-hmm. until you get where you're going. So next episode, I think we're going to speed up to meeting his father, probably. Or
0: and that's that might explain some of his fatalism too—that he's on a mission, and if she helps him, then when he's accomplishing that mission and set th- sets things right with his father, whatever that means, then maybe he'll deal with her. But
1: what do you? What kind of time clock are you putting on Inspector Rusk's life? Because with this many forces at work, he's not going to win.
0: Especially since he's now ready to dabble in the occult. Uh, So I I don't know. I don't know. He's an interesting fellow.
1: I didn't think he'd make it out of last season, honestly. Also,
0: he made a big deal about how he can ride and shoot. And then this episode, it's all, oh, inspectors from Scotland Scotland Yard Yard. don't carry firearms. We're British. I'm like, well, father fucker, what are you making a big deal about your riding and shooting ability for? Carry a gun.
1: They can ride horses and and shoot it. What is it ducks? But I'm We're saying, like hunt. when you when
0: you when you tell the U.S. Marshal in the first episode, I can ride and shoot and handle rough terrain, and then oh, they're
1: just they're just measuring dick sizes. Isn't I can only this, do two of those three same.
0: at once. Like I can't shoot and I can ride and handle rough terrain, but I can't shoot. It's yeah, he's trying to show two. that he's
1: the bigger man because he can do it. He just chooses not to. Hmm. So that's why he's a better person. He's such I, a good person. If,
0: if if he thinks if he has an inkling that he's hunting a werewolf and he's seen what Malcolm or not Malcolm. I'm sorry uh, what Ethan's capable of doing it doesn't make sense that he's not armed
1: well he's got like nine guys to stand in front of him
0: yeah and there was like 16 guys laying in bloody bits that were armed at the saloon so that's true yeah
1: Um, what else do we have about them oh the last thing I have is that Hecate wants to free him and rule darkness by his side but uh, that's all I've got on the, that storyline. Anything else from you?
0: No, and th- I guess I would like more of a reaction to that, right? It's like, well, you know, if I wanted a woman to rule beside me in darkness, it'd probably be Vanessa, <laughs> right? And you know, I'm trying to, re- I'm rethinking. The and he's a bit touchy about life.
1: Vanessa when she brings her up.
0: Sure, yeah, he doesn't like uh, doesn't like him talking her talking about Bay.
1: Nope. Um. So then. We just get a you little You know when
0: she gets back to he gets back to England she's going to like smell the witch on him and be like you better go <laughs> t- go call Hecate with the good hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to do another Beyonce reference tell him boy bye but that one's much better. <laughs> um so the next thing we have is real quick uh Dr. Jekyll and Frankenstein Sure. They didn't get much screen time this episode but uh, Jekyll's definitely losing it, right?
0: There's a little bit of Hyde showing through.
1: What's that about? Is he experimenting on himself, or I does he that's... have the same insanity problems as everyone else that's locked up in there?
0: Uh, oh, and everyone else in the show. Uh, <laughs> I know. I definitely think that's the implication that he is because he, Frankenstein talked about what a violent temper he had back in school, and mm. a little a bit of that is showing through here. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I don't know if he has experimented himself or wants to experiment on himself and whether Frankenstein's electricity modification of his formula.
1: Right. Where the marriage of the uh, electricity and the potions meet. Is then is that when we're going to start experimenting he, on Jekyll?
0: Yeah. That we'll start to see Hyde. He he'll like, oh, wow. you can. I mean, they'll cure a guy. Mm-hmm. And then he'll decide, oh, I'm going to take this myself. Because you can tell that he doesn't. He doesn't like the duality of himself. This mm-hmm. braided B bullshit is not not working for him. So he kind of wants to just to be the full-time angel.
1: What else should we talk about? How about uh, the Lily and Dorian Gray storyline?
0: Yeah. Lily, I really liked all the scenes that she had with her new little um, just, submissive, I Justine, guess.
1: Justine's working for me.
0: Is that what her name is? Justine? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. I find, um, I don't usually go in for the girl-girl stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm totally into this arrangement. Yeah,
1: I remember watching this with you, and early on in the in the episode, you said, I'd like to see them get together, and boy, did you get it. <laughs> yeah, and
0: even with uh, a bonus uh, Dorian Gray. But, like, uh, I mean, we're only, like, a few acts into it, and it's still a better love story than Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Uh, I know there's there is something about the power dynamic that's pretty hot. I like the fact that they saw the suffragette movement, yeah, and how that's like the flashy, showy way to get your way, um, right?
1: And they prefer to hunt by night, and yeah, and do things slowly, or slay in the, the shadows, yeah, and acquire your it's power. Beyonce reference.
0: <laughs> I thought I thought that's all good, and it's also an interesting, like that's historical fact. Uh, do you remember? A couple months ago in the board game subreddit, someone had dug up the rules to yes! a, a 1914 edition of the game Suffragettes. And
1: you can't find it anywhere.
0: Well, no, of course not. But they've got. But you
1: think they'd reprint something interesting like that?
0: Well, I mean, the theme is you're a team of suffragettes trying to get into, I think, the parliamentary house, mm-hmm. either to protest or to have a meeting. And you square off against a team of policemen who are trying to stop you. And as you capture pieces, they go to the hospital.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like the flavor is that these, 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 these British bobbies are just whomping suffragette ass mm-hmm. for the temerity for asking for the, the right to vote. Right. I, I thought that was um, it's it's interesting to see all this violence against women who are just asking for like a say in in government, contrasted with you know uh lily and what'd you say her name was justine justine's kind of quest for a different she doesn't want equality she wants mastery Mastery. yes and Uh, who can blame her a new a new ushering in a new dom or new new era of female domination
1: we're still working on it lily (laughs) even today um in joke does justine remind you of sans club girl
0: Sam's Club girl, yeah, the, with her vo- the sample lady. Oh, not anywhere near. No, no. The, uh,
1: she's she's got an air of I guess maybe with a about accent,
0: but I mean the other, it's just she's just like you know, can can you do? You want to try this cracker? I mean, it's pretty extreme.
1: It is extreme, but that but that's just what it reminds me of. There's okay. also an episode of Thirty Rock where they kind of tackle that subject. Of, well,
0: how old do you think Justine is? Like. Uh, she's kinda sixteen sixteen, 16, yeah. Yeah, I felt like she's certainly underage. And also, you were right. That that was a snuff club. Yeah, I was. I, <laughs> I was surprised to hear that, but I guess not too shocked.
1: I mean, yeah, it was all there on screen.
0: Yeah, my just thing is, like, I...
1: She was too strong to be a victim.
0: Yeah, and it seems like this area of Victorian England is, like, like sensationalism. Like, they like to be scared by the dark things. Like, like you know, none of that stuff in the, um... Wax museum was real, except for I guess the final exhibit the, of, of John Clare. But you know what I mean? Like that's something they did. They liked that. You know, this was the era of Penny Dreadful, right? Uh, the, they the... had
1: they had wax museums, and now we have Reddit. Sure, <laughs> we, it's something that we people have are just subreddit to watch people about. die. If you wow. want to
0: get into that thing, so that is that is essentially a back alley snuff film, except it, for it's absolutely. all the time real life. 100%.
1: Absolutely.
0: Not not a place I like to hang out. No.
1: Um,
0: too innocent. Can we just take a quick, too innocent die. quick
1: break so that I can throw up? Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Palette cleanser. <laughs> so they're... Oh, I can't skip this scene, of course. They bring the victim, the same guy who took their money coming into the snuff place. In we case, butcher him. In case you don't recognize him. And uh, they butcher him. Mm-hmm. Justine doesn't need to be talked into it she just uh yeah, I like goes how, to town
0: how dorian's like midway through his pitch and she just grabs a knife and like he's like oh what you weren't supposed to kill him there's like this whole thing <laughs> no that's not
1: what we were getting at
0: no no at like, first you're just going to cut his breast off and then <laughs> we work up but okay i guess you're ready to graduate all
1: right yeah um i just have an issue with this fucking and blood scene because that's not how blood works blood it's coagulates interesting, quickly but that
0: would be such a sticky gross mess within like it 30 seconds it would be seconds. much more
1: dry than it would be wet yeah just saying yeah. so yeah. that was a problem for me as a person who encounters blood every month <laughs> on the regular it's uh the moon's blood The moon's blood it's it's an issue for me but Whatever, it was sexy and scary, and it isn't was, that all we it want? It was
0: visually arresting. Um, and the, the, like I, one of my favorite scenes from last season was they were doing the dance when, when Vanessa was getting like, uh, mind-fucked by the witches, and she sees them doing these elegant waltzes, and just blood starts pouring in from the ceiling, and everything's slowly covered in blood, and the ladies' dresses are just making swirling patterns in it. The show does blood really well.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. So their plan is to build an empire or and an army of soldiers of fallen women. Um, definitely not suffragettes. Not allowed though.
0: Mm. Well, you know, I may, you might be able to, to recruit from the suffragette office. <laughs> get the get the more fire brandy ones.
1: Yeah. So uh, that's all I've got on them.
0: This Do you think week. this? What? So are they going to imbue them with any kind of powers? I mean... I don't... I mean, she's just a reanim... Dorian
1: Gray just has consequence-free actions. with Because of his and, painting, and, and she's... And Lily's just dead, which I'm not sure corpse. what that means for her and Caliban. Does that mean they're immortals? I that mean that... It seems like They it. can't get hurt or It seems sick? like they're
0: impervious to pain, cold... Well, not emotional pain. That's all fucking... Right, that's all John they Claire Claire feed on. John feel. Yeah. But they seem to be impervious to cold, pain, they're super strong, or at least, you know, as strong as three or four men... Right. Uh, so, I mean, Caliban literally ripped a man in half. He did. In the first season.
1: Stuck his arm right through him and ripped yep. him
0: in half. Yup, yup, Ripped him open like a phone book. Even easier than a phone book. Like a, like a rotten melon. <laughs> What's something you rip open?
1: You rip open? I don't yeah. know, a, a King's Hawaiian roll? <laughs>
0: <laughs> ripped him open like a King's Hawaiian roll. <laughs> And then
1: buttering him up.
0: Thanks for the assist. I that. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Uh, so speaking of Caliban, he is heading home, reminiscing of his son, and meets a very nice stranger, but seems accosted. Uh huh. Um, and this shot, even though it may not be real, is quite beautiful. Which over, one? Over oh the hill yeah, on the carriage.
0: Yeah, overlooking London. Yep. Although, so London looked much less like a hellhole than it does at other, like you know, anytime they show Commerce just, on the River Thames, anytime they show like the factory, like it's just belching black oh, it's smoke. It's
1: just like Le Miz and Sweeney Todd. You yeah, just get that. that just it's
0: filthy. They're throwing shit and piss in the streets. And yeah. It, it's not as romantic as when.
1: And they're throwing out racism, says that's I. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: Yeah. Uh, Should build
0: a wall around <laughs> England, says I. Make England great right again. <laughs> uh,. So
1: he returns to his hometown, back to the apartment where he left his wife and son. Uh Uh, Presumably that's where they were last time he was there. And this is where he sees Vanessa with Dr. Sweet. He goes to the apartment and he gets a tour of the inside. And this is why I hate him. Mm -hmm. He goes from zero to unnecessarily violent against this obstinate man but who is know, infuriating but that doesn't give you a right to just assault a person I
0: agree but I'm starting to why don't to come... you just turn
1: around and say my wife and son lived here I would like to find them please
0: sure that and I got in the horrific you catch
1: more flies with honey than vinegar I agree what they the say. guy's a
0: bit of a chode and also I think that they've established I used to wonder about him going back and forth too but now I think this is not just a choice he makes I think there's something about his brain chemistry that he just like Lily he has a hard time controlling his impulses and his anger. So that's why he can be, like, quiet and meek as a lamb one moment and the next he's just boiling over. What
1: part of Lily makes you think she's not in control?
0: That's a good point.
1: I haven't seen any well, behaviors I'm that, that make me think that she hasn't done anything deliberately uh, yeah. or without plotting it.
0: But I'm just saying that, like, it's a little extreme to butcher people. Like, I know that she's got good reasons, and she was used well, by men. Well, sure, and, but... but and I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm saying name, this like a hand-wavy voice, but I don't...
1: Right, but you can name any serial killer in history, and those people did not just snap and kill once. These uh, people are meticulous and plotted, and just butchering people is just what they thought was right.
0: Hmm. I guess I'm only saying that because if that's what Dr. Frankenstein plans to do. like, keep,
1: Oh, yeah, but, but this that's is going to backfire like a, spectacularly.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, because it's not like... She has a sweet side and an evil side. She has a side that's just pissed off at men, and that's who she is. And even if she was calm and calculating, or I guess even if she was calm and compliant about... I mean, what does it even look like? A woman that hates all men, but is composed about it? <laughs> <laughs> you can I see, you can see this, but she did the, like, you know, Vanna White showcase, like, <laughs> with with of her own person. Like, have you considered me... <laughs>
1: No, that's not true, but
0: Am I, I, e thing? I,
1: I mean, I think that Caliban's got a different kind of problem or they haven't shown us that Lily is having issues with her personality. Okay. Um,
0: I'm just saying, I wonder if it's a thing. And of course, you yeah, got to remember that even if I'm wrong about that, Lily was the third generation creation, so she's the best one. It could just be that he's he's got some kind of emotional... Unst- well, I mean, you know he doesn't have access to his memories. Oh, so. definitely.
1: But, I mean, just like any child who's abused, when, as soon as he was brought to life, mm-hmm. I mean, one of the most terrifying things that sticks with me in this show or one of the things that just affected me the most was that scene of him on that table just screaming naked. Mm-hmm. That disturbed me deeply. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, just like if you're an abused child your formative years are just wrought with this pain and misery. So maybe that is what helped him develop these emotional issues. What do I know?
0: I mean, most of the reason I don't like him is because he killed Prometheus or whatever his fucking name. Proteus. Proteus. That's what it was. He killed Proteus who I really was enjoying uh, right when he was becoming interesting. He killed Van Helsink Like, he killed a lot of dudes that I liked in the early going. Plus, he was just a massive asshole, and the whole plot to snuff out and then recreate Lily, and the image that they wanted was distasteful. There's a whole lot of reasons I don't like him.
1: Right, and you can see that same point I was making, why Lily hates men so much, is that as she's gaining her memories back, she's got these two guys fighting over who's going to keep her and control her. Oh, no, no. It's gross.
0: Yeah, it's a bad, bad scene.
1: So, yes, I understand what you're saying. Um... So I can he,
0: understand what Lily's going through because I've hated a television character once, and it's basically the same thing.
1: <laughs> you've hated a television character? Several, Who? yeah. Oh, you're just saying you've <laughs> Sure. <Okay>. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh So he, presumably, he does get the forwarding address of his family. Goes to this health. He at least tracks
0: down where she's working. Working? Maybe? She's working at. Got a factory job. It some seemed time. like he
1: knew exactly where her apartment was, though.
0: Hmm.
1: He he stands outside the factory. He looks at is the... Is she living
0: in the factory? No, no, no. Okay. He's
1: outside the factory. He looks at this, this communal uh, building. Because this building is And there's is people, f- like, bathing outside. He looks right up at the top floor uh, window. He knows where he's okay, going. Okay, okay.
0: Because he's got... And, this. This building is a horror show.
1: Yeah. He goes right to her door, but decides not to knock or say anything. But instead... Climb up through the hole in the roof that yeah. people often use because that's why the pole's there, right?
0: I imagine. What, what, what would you call that? What would out? you
1: call that piece of wood that he got up? A uh, two before two <laughs> before.
0: Mm-hmm. But like that's a whole rat nest up there, and there's holes in the oh, ceiling, yeah. and he's peering on them. Like I kept on expecting the the. The little boy to be like, look, mommy, daddy's up in the ceiling, looking at us. Like he's right there.
1: Man, wouldn't that have been arresting though if he had said something? If he just like, started
0: sobbing up in the ceiling.
1: No, if he, he was pretty if close. the little boy said, I, I see daddy, or I see the ghost of daddy, or something like that, and the sure. mom was like just trying to soothe him, but he was mm-hmm. actually seeing him there, mm-hmm. and then the boy died.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's dark.
1: I don't know. That would have worked in but so, this so type the, of show. The,
0: the plot here is that she can barely afford to to keep food on the table and to keep them. And what, the
1: boy is dying of consumption?
0: The, something that he needs medicine for, and that's why that's why John Claire uh begins his life as pickpocket and thief.
1: Begins? It oh. seemed like an old salt at it.
0: Well, he just essentially is like he a big He just mugs a, yeah. a random
1: guy for a watch. And what was on top of, what was this it thing was, on I top of? I think British
0: pounds. No, no, there was those was were money. Paper, was those are money paper. So, money. Was it? Yeah, I think so. All right, I didn't Pound look sterling. closely
1: enough, I guess. <laughs> um, another stray observation. The woman has very short hair. I assume she sold it at some point. Because mm. that's a thing to do for money. Yep. So short of prostitution, which is your last resort for money, she's now got a gold pocket watch.
0: That was the ironic thing. He stole her a silver hairbrush. No,
1: it would be ironic <laughs> is if she goes to sell this watch and they arrest her for... The stealing. Oh
0: fuck! Right, right. Uh, you know that's the other thing is like this boy. There's like I, I also thought maybe that this is like a lice problem because the boy's got like a really shoddy haircut, even in the flashbacks.
1: I'm pretty sure everyone had lice back then. Yeah,
0: it's so just it's like, like they just. He's like, oh, we had to hack his hair off because he had lice, or, or because I don't know. They're trying yeah, to keep, the keep kids' spreading.
1: hair utilitarian. But, like.
0: No, you're probably right. She probably sold her hair. Yeah, she's doing the. She's halfway through the. Um, wasn't cassette it's the other one on uh the, the what's the god damn it lame is i've all forgotten my shit i know but she's halfway through the um you know selling her hair and then her teeth and then her body and that's what's next yeah you think john claire's gonna see that she's seeing gentlemen
1: while her son's dying between the curtain
0: oh it's like uh a rorschach deal from Watchmen, huh? Well,
1: what's she gonna do? Go to some hotel or...
0: You just have sex standing up in the street the way everyone does in this fucking show.
1: Uh, I guess you're right.
0: Like, did you notice that we had yet another upright vertical sex scene when they're all commuting in blood? They're just all standing in the middle and, like, you know, on their... Ha- no, on their they were n-
1: just kissing. There was a lot of different <laughs> okay. sex going on there. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Um, the rare non-upright sex scene on sh- Dreadful.
1: Right. <laughs> So ready to move on to Vanessa's main storyline. Mm. Um, you know
0: if she is if she is hooking on the side, that also ties into the Dracula plot because we know that well, I mean, I don't know if we knew, but when Renfield was attacked, they were pra- they, they killed that that uh, prostitute as well. So this could be a way for these all these oh, plots think, to intersect.
1: I feel like she was
0: just know, an obstacle. I know. I'm running wild. I'm running wild. You
1: are running wild. I
0: need an injection and some electricity. Do you have any?
1: <laughs> yes. Just wait until we get home. Um, <laughs> you got
0: any more of that direct current, man?
1: <laughs> so Renfield is going full on Insaner. Insaner. Uh he's writing just Vanessa 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 over and over in the notebook and he eventually eats a fly as we Mr. Know. Vanessa
0: Ives Mr. Vanessa Ives is practicing <laughs> as when they get married Perfect um that, that's a, that's the a, that's a canonical Renfield thing to do he's right. obsessed with eating life so you know flies and bugs exactly. and whatever Exactly he, he thinks can get. that
1: will sustain him Um he's
0: closer to the master
1: So Dr. Seward is not quite believing Vanessa but doesn't want to outright tell her that she thinks she's crazy so she's doing a doctor thing well vanessa convinces her by grabbing her hands and doing a a light skin reading
0: weird her weird seance thing she does
1: and she's not wrong i think the doctor is completely convinced i will say that the last few what do you call them uh previews Impl- th- yes, they had really the had well was lock those fucking
0: previews. That's something me and Jim have learned a hard lesson over the years is that those previews lie.
1: Right, but you think that there's no way to misinterpret her being in a padded room? Well, nope, there's a
0: flashback for, you know. I mean, we already knew that she went through this experience and she had the brain the forced brain surgery mm-hmm. and all this medical kind of experimentation torture from last season.
1: So now I'm full of wild speculation about how her and Dr. Seward, now that Dr. Seward is a little bit closer to believing her and being on her side, yeah, how they're yeah. gonna fight evil together. It's got me all hot and bothered.
0: Yeah, and I'm also this 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 connection to the cut wife that Vanessa learned witchcraft from. I mean, what is that about? I mean that definitely implies that they're going to ally in some way as well,
1: and she does have the same personality. She's very harsh and and uh,
0: yeah, I thought dismissive. it's funny that you know Vanessa's like you're, she, I'm just like you know your old friends like minus the kindness. I'm like what? I saw season two, Vanessa. Come on, <laughs> um, yeah, you, she eventually warmed up to you. Eventually, she eventually started treating you like a daughter, but it was pretty. Pretty harsh initial hazing.
1: Right. So Vanessa and Sweet Kula get to know each other. Uh, He reveals that he has a... Oh, Sweet... I was like, who the fuck is Sweet Kula? Dr. Sweet Dracula. Mm -hmm. Sweet Kula. Sweet Kula is what you do. Sweet Um, He reveals that he has a wife. It's been dead about a year. And uh, you have an interesting theory about this... I mean, it's Dracula lore, I mean, that's right? That's the
0: thing. Like, this is not... I don't think it's... Spoiler. Where in the
1: book Dracula...
0: An uh, adaptation.
1: Mina was uh, a reincarnation of his dead wife. Yeah. Mina's dead, so maybe Vanessa could fill this role. Mm-hmm. And you think he's talking about her.
0: Oh, I do. I Well, I mean...
1: Much like his dead wife.
0: Uh I mean that that's the thing, like who knows what they're borrowing and who knows what they're not borrowing, but that's that's what I'm assuming until I see otherwise. Which has gotten me in trouble plenty on this show.
1: So now we get the answer to why those vampires are still following Doctor Sweet around or Dracula uh-huh. is without his approval. Which he's got his sights set on something and they also want to move boy, in? Boy,
0: the setup of this scene makes no sense. It
1: doesn't. Uh, I, I want to say that
0: the, the Hall of Mirrors was super cool. Amazing. And I'm amazed that, I don't know how they filmed that because you'd think it would be a nightmare trying to keep the camera out of the scene. But Dracula, who's the master, wanders off and his acolyte you know pairs off her to this side little room. You'd think that if Dracula didn't want this to happen. He'd just put the kibosh on that shit. So I assume that Dracula, you know, had his minion do this to further some kind of mindfuck purpose with Vanessa. Exactly. Then you find out at the end of the episode that this guy was acting on his own free will and Dracula's furious with him. So it's like, I that doesn't make sense because doesn't Dracula have control of these people? And if he not, does, he certainly... He can...
1: calls that guy away in, at the end of the scene where he's threatening Vanessa. Yeah, like,
0: was he just momentarily lapse of vampire awareness here?
1: Did he figure out what was going on once he lost track of Vanessa?
0: I don't know. It just it was very confusing to me when we got to the end where, you know, Dracula fed him to his wild boys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, she's making a...
0: Uh,
1: Yeah, he's making an example of him, but...
0: Do you think he wanted him to do... No, as I say, I was was trying to think if there's room for an explanation that he wanted him to do it, but then when it didn't work or it blew up in his face, he was pissed off about it and looking for a scapegoat. But no, he made it pretty clear that that guy was kind of doing his own operation.
1: Right, and he gives her some really interesting information that maybe Dr. Sweet wouldn't have wanted her to have.
0: At this juncture.
1: Right, that he's... They've met before in the white room where there is no time. Mm-hmm. Is Dr. Sweet also with the doctor- other?
0: With the other. That was the other important part of the. Is the other statement. Caliban,
1: is what I took it as. I think so, yeah. So is Dr. Sweet Dr. Banning?
0: Dr. Sweet Dr. Banning? Who the Dr. Fuck is-
1: Banning's the guy who trapped her in there and did all those tests on her with the hallucinogens and the. And that traping. I would say
0: no, except for they're both doctors, and I didn't see the Doctor Sweet thing coming. So I'm just going to bet on your and horse she until it loses.
1: If he took out the part of her brain that remembers, I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, she t- he took, out, he, got took out the, he took out the vampire memory center of her brain.
1: Yeah, I mean she doesn't remember right there Cali- next to
0: Bro- Boca's region.
1: She doesn't remember Caliban either.
0: Well, does she, or just she does Caliban look so different, and she's traumatized that nah. she's regretting? No.
1: I mean, they've had a lot of close interaction and, and talks together. My thing with Taliban
0: is I don't understand why he doesn't shave his fucking head and then go say hi to his wife and kids.
1: He's he's terrifying. He's
0: dead. He's not that terrifying. If you
1: were dead, and then you came back with your face all fucked up, and you were ten it's shades not even that fucked and up, and you were ten shades lighter, and you had this long stringy hair, he looks I like probably, he's going to a
0: Marilyn Manson concert. Like I, they, yeah,
1: if you were going to a Marilyn Manson concert. You probably wouldn't be walking back. His son
0: doesn't look... <laughs> Fair point. But his son doesn't even look that much better. Like, he's almost as pale and gaunt and, you know...
1: It's not a good ravaged.
0: idea. Ravaged. I, I think that's he's, the way to go. I
1: think he. This is
0: Deadpool the movie all over again. Like, just fucking sit down and talk. These are your loved ones. And maybe he's waiting for all of his memory to come back. I don't know.
1: Okay. I think he is too far gone to be a part of their life anymore. Hmm. Is my opinion. Probably
0: true. But you'll never know. You you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Caliban. Is that the same? Why are we calling him Caliban? Isn't his, like... I don't know. It's isn't that, his like, his, his slave Frankenstein name. name? His slave name? Wouldn't, like, John Clare, the thing that he's adopted for himself? I noticed that, like, people are calling him that on the forums and in feedback kind of interchangeably. But I always thought, like, John Clare is... It's like calling Lily Brona at this point.
1: Right. We've done a lot of both. Huh. So, she goes back to Dr. Seward, and re- she requires hypnotism to bring her memories back. The doctor is not really interested, but is talked to, into it readily. And it's not she's not
0: interested. It's that she's afraid of the result to Vanessa. She's in too fragile a state.
1: But she does it anyway, so she's not that afraid. And she hypnotizes her back to the white padded room where... Which again, a really awesome scene of Vanessa talking to modern day Doctor Seward, who's in the room with her. I just thought that was really well done. Um, and Caliban is the orderly that brings her food.
0: And seems like he's like I thought that they're going to they're going to set this up. There's this horrific realization that maybe Caliban was this uh you know kind of monster and maybe they'll still do that but i got in the three seconds of the screen time when my mind wasn't exploding that he seemed on subsequent watch it seems like he was pretty genteel like i've got your food missiles or whatever he said He, he wasn't being a complete asshole about it
1: that's all i've got this week uh i thought this was a fantastic episode if i didn't say it already um do you have anything else I've got a ton of feedback to okay get so I
0: feel like we we did a good good first coat. let's see You know yeah. you got to do l let's see what the if the listeners can give us a second one
1: uh first off, we've got a new maybe not a new listener uh, if you want oh
0: by the way, if you want to send feedback uh penny earful at baldmove dot com and on the forums forums at baldmove dot com proceed
1: maybe not a new listener, but a very new writer in her okay <laughs> emailer Kelly she's got first time l- long time. She's, yeah, first time, long time. She's indeterminate got a lot, time. She's got a lot of hot takes here, so bear with me.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, this is in reference to Kate and A. I was wondering if the show will reveal he is Geronimo. Hmm. There are lots of coincidences that seem to point to Geronimo legend. First of all, the timing is right. Geronimo was born in 1829, died in 1909. The first episode establishes we're in 1892, the same year Tennyson died. That would make Geronimo 63, which is about how old Keatune looks. Okay. Second, Keatune describes himself as Chiricahua Apache. Guess who was also Chiricahua? Geronimo? You got it. Thirdly, Kaytenay seems to inspire mixed reactions from his own people. The woman who was his relative did not argue with Ethan that he was an old demon. Geronimo inspired mixed reactions among his own people. Some found him to bring only trouble while others followed him into battle.
0: Hmm.
1: Number four. Kaytenay shows himself to be strong in some kind of magical arts. He finds Malcolm, talks to Ethan across thousands of miles, and seems to be able to divine the future. Geronimo was also believed to possess the power to see the future and also the power to know events that happened far away. Fifth, Keitoné's family was killed in some kind of horrific way, implying that Ethan had something to do with this. Geronimo also had his family murdered in 1851 by the Mexican militia. Keitoné's story differs from Geronimo's, but the show often twists to suit his plot. Six, K-tine is a badass fighter and hunter. The scene of him rescuing Malcolm is proof of that Geronimo was the legendary hunter from a young age. She's a Geronimo expert. Mm. He also was a legendary fighter who was a Sid Mexican and American forces for years. Added up, these things seem to be more than a little bit coincidental. It also makes a lot of sense that if k is Geronimo, he might be very interested in finding Ethan and perhaps making him pay some kind of blood debt. Uh, I know that I would love to have a werewolf on my side if I was going to take revenge of some kind. Has k A foreseen something that makes Ethan essential in the fight against evil?
0: My big problem with this is Geronimo's most famous for jumping out of airplanes, and airplanes have not been invented yet. <laughs> That's not
1: true. No? No.
0: I'm a little shaky on my Native American history. Uh no that's I mean shit I didn't know all of that and that seems like a pretty good genetic match uh yeah I don't know I was kind of hoping they explore other Native American myths like either like something with the Wendigo which I know is not exactly the right part of the country but there's also the like Nagalashi I think is how you pronounce it uh the skin skin walkers the the creatures that can uh you know essentially shift shape at will not just like a werewolf but they can assume any any shape mm-hmm. um i was wondering if they were going to get a little bit out of victoria the victorian box since they're in the american southwest it seems like a great way to continue to the bend the genres but uh i like the geronimo theory yeah. why would he be not why would he not be going by geronimo i
1: don't know
0: He's why would too...
1: caliban go by john Claire
0: because caliban is his bullshit name why would grona go by lily same difference. They, I mean, these are all like the characters. Why would
1: that... Dr. G- Banning go by Dr. Sweet go by Dracula? <laughs> well,
0: it's Dr. Acula. Dr. Acula. He, he, that's what he started off. He's like, no, it's too obvious. It's way too <laughs> obvious.
1: Dr. Acula.
0: <laughs>
1: Ooh. Okay. Uh, Kelly continues. This is actually a second email with uh, and a lot of interesting More theories. Geronimo
0: facts? Nope. Okay. Uh, I, so Justine facts. Oh,
1: which I think you'll like after your watch of Quill
0: this mm.
1: year, last year.
0: The thing was um, early last year. Yeah,
1: Justine is the title of a famous work of Marquis de whose n- name sadism was coined. Justine has an accompanying book, accompanying book entitled Juliet, and the books follow two sisters who make very different life choices. Justine's life is one disaster after another. She's continually taken advantage of sexually and financially. Each time she tries to make a virtuous choice, she finds herself committing depraved acts to stay alive.
0: She oh, continues de
1: to spiral from one desperate choice to another until found by her sister, Juliet. Juliet rescues her from poverty in prison. Juliet, in contrast to Justine... Does not pursue virtue. She is an amoral nymphomaniac and a murderer.
0: Ah, Marquis de Sade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seduced at a young age by a number of older women, she does not believe in religion or morality. A woman named Claire Will finds her and together they murder men and boys as revenge for brutality against their sex. She even gets involved in a plot to bring famine and disease to half the population of France. The Marquis de Sade presents the virtuous Justine as the one who should be mocked and the amoral Julia as the example. Justine ends up sad and dies. Julia ends up happy. I think perhaps the character of Justine in the show will undergo a change. She seemed to be a frightened, naive girl when we first saw her. Perhaps we shall learn her backstory of attempting to be virtuous before she was tricked into prostitution or something along those lines.
0: I mean, that's the thing. When you're 12 years old, I don't think you're attempted to do shit. No. Like, I mean, I, I granted, this is the turn of the century and people grew up faster, yada, yada, yada. But still, like, that's the only problem I see with that theory is that that's entirely too young to be setting on any kind of life course.
1: Exactly. I think the under the tutelage of Lily, she will become Juliet, no longer clinging to any kind of morality. Together, they will be, bring bloody vengeance to the wronged women of Victorian England and the proto-Beyonces of Penny Dreadful. That's <laughs> hilarious. I didn't know that Beyonce reference was in there, but very apropos.
0: I know. It's almost like she's using dark magic to read our minds. Someone get, fetch me a new wax cylinder. I need to talk about this. <laughs>
1: Uh, thank you, Kelly, for writing in. Those are very interesting. I, I yeah, like the, it. Yeah,
0: the, the super cool historical analysis, the kind of stuff that the writers of the show seem to get, get, get in on, get off on. Get whatever. off on.
1: Get in and get you off. Yeah, got
0: to get in, get off, <laughs> and get out.
1: Uh, Gretel B. writes in, I like that they're just trolling mythology at this point. What do you think would happen if Dr. Acula walked into the House of Mirrors? Nothing, apparently. His reflection was fine. I hope Dr. Sweet and Vanessa's next date takes place in a garlic shop to keep the joke running.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, that's the thing. Vampire lore is all over the place. And even, like, if you want to consider, like, uh, the Bram Stoker stuff as canon he was kind of cherry picking from the old school vampire myths uh and revenant myths of the middle ages so you look at the historical vampire what the middle like a what a person you know circa the black death would think of in terms of a vampire and it would essentially be like a bloated corpse with really long fingernails and blood red teeth and it would look gaunt and it would make a whole bunch of hideous noise. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be a smooth, suave, sexual predator. Mm-hmm. So it's like that myth has always been kind of an a ever-changing thing. Right. And it's kind of like what we see with the modern day zombies. How many different takes on zombies there, are in. Like what is the canonical zombie? Is it what, is you know, it
1: that they crave brains or... Yeah, did they, they any move fast and slow? Or... Are they
0: dead? Are they infected? Like, right. what? What is the actual real vampire? Is it what George Romero came up with? Is it what the you know its origins in the Caribbean and and, and African mm-hmm. like voodoo magic cultures like? Who owns? So I I I I thought. I, so I don't know whether he's saying he's got a problem with that or just that the show is poking fun that like oh you expect the the Dracula show up at a house of mirrors and no reflection.
1: Yeah, I think the show is just poking fun.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, uh, He continues, a lot of what the fucks with John Clare. You start feeling for him. Then you find out he was part of Vanessa's therapy and possibly ties uh, and possibly has ties with Dr. Akula. By the way, that's how I'm going to say it forever. Sure. Now. Uh, when Dr. Akula said he lost his wife last year, was he talking about Mina or was he just bullshitting?
0: Oh, shit. I didn't even realize because I was assuming I was going with the immortal beloved kind of thing that uh, he was just saying a version of the story that Vanessa would comprehend. Right. But it would be interesting if Mina was his original wife and that, you know, now he's got his eyes on Vanessa or some permutation of that. Maybe he always wanted Vanessa, but he settled for Mina to get to Vanessa like that.
1: I mean, they be seem cool. they just seem so dissimilar and for her to hate. Vanessa so much up until her death I, uh
0: well but that might I mean if she was jealous like if she knew that he was right but was if he was so best. in love
1: with Mina why would he be drawn to Vanessa now being a polar opposite
0: well you know that's po- he's polyamorous he's very high but I mean I'm he's a very high-minded the, non-jealous vampire
1: I'm saying that the whole story of Dr. Acula is that he's drawn to her because she's a reincarnation
0: that's this that's yeah, again that's the source material. That's but, all I'm saying. But who knows? Um they've they've definitely played played old Harry uh with with that mythology already with Mina dying and uh Van Helsing being dead and, and all that stuff. Uh but yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, I'd I
0: like that's that's a brand new thought though. I never thought to take him at his word but yeah the timeline certainly adds up.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Rennie writes in and says, I literally cannot get enough of Dr. Sweet. I don't even care that he's Dr. Acula. He's just so fascinating to watch, isn't he? When Vanessa walked out of the coffee shop, he looked seriously devastated. None of that obsessive anger, I must have her, that you'd expect, and which we've seen on the show from other men. I wonder if he loves her on some level, or if it's just a long con.
0: Well, I mean, you know, episode title is Good and Evil Braided Bee. I... I don't get him, and I. This is so weird because I I don't get the fascination. I know that you find him very attractive as well. But I do, I, I do, and I'm not the kind of guy's like oh I don't understand. I don't know why Wars guys are attractive. That's bullshit, you know. Uh But yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it.
1: It's it's something deep inside of me that I'm not willing to dress on this podcast. But <laughs> I'm I'm a fan. Okay, <laughs> fair um, enough. This is this is the point where our forum listeners get real crazy. Are you ready?
0: I'm buckled in. Buckle
1: in. Because uh, <clears throat> Rennie continues, Am I crazy or does John Clare really look strikingly similar to Dracula's vampire children? The grayish white skin, the yellow eyes, maybe it's just what being undead does to you, but yeah. Lily is not nearly so undead looking, and neither was Proteus. I wonder if this means John is, was connected to Dracula, or if that's some of Frankenstein's technology did to him.
0: Well, for, point of fact, we, I think in this episode, discovered that they have some connection, because it was the master right. in the room, it was the master, it was Vanessa, and it was the other. Right. And I'm pretty sure that Jean, uh, the, the Jean Jean-Claire, he's a Frenchman uh I think that he is going to be the other. So there's already a connection there. Number two Again, he was the Mark One version, and they—you—you you, you could see that Frankenstein got better and better at this the 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 more he went along. So I think some of this unnatural pallor is just the result of him being the well new prototype. Well,
1: we have more. Uh, I think Dracula got Jean claire to report on Vanessa, perhaps promising him to heal his son, and he went along with it at first, but tried to intervene uh... later on, and so Dracula killed him. I'm not sure about the whole the master's teeth on your neck and the white room part. Are we supposed to understand that he posed as a doctor orderly at the clinic? Or was he simply sneaking in somehow, maybe with John Clare's help? Either way, if he did indeed see her there, then the whole doctor sweet facade is risky business. How can he know she won't recognize him?
0: Hmm, all good points. And
1: I've got another one from Elgato. There is another Claire-Dracula connection. The fight with the vampire and the death of Mina at the end of season one occurs at the theater where John Claire worked.
0: Is that a true fact? Because, again, we weren't podcasting the first two seasons. so It's like we talked about how the attention to detail when you're podcasting and watch it three or four times and reading feedback and taking notes and all that stuff is much greater than when you're just watching as a fan. But that was a, like, holy shit, really? moment for me
1: yeah we're gonna have to research it after this podcast and before the next or yeah. someone can do it for us in the sure. forums but uh they continue i always thought it was strange that a character like john Clare was always moving around the theaters backstage would not have noticed a vampire nest or was he aware and this information was not shared with the viewer a final possibility is that the vampire went there with mina immediately after claire was fired just in time for vanessa to do her echolocation of where they were however the timing of that sequence seems very unlikely. To me, that suggests that whatever connection Claire had with Dr. Acula in life has continued in some form after his death.
0: All I know is there's going to be a whole slew of one-star iTunes reviews. Fucking host didn't even know that the theater was the same <laughs> as the so You know, you got us. Uh, I don't know. That's super... I mean, those are a lot of connections there.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was all very fascinating stuff that I would not have put together on my own. And if we are wrong, it's because I knew better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's all the feedbacks we've got.
0: All right. What, uh, what an
1: incredible episode! What an incredible group of listeners we have.
0: Already, and we're just going to—it's going to get better as the season goes yep. on. Penny Did earful, we... you can get in on this. You can give us a penny earful at pennyearful at ballmove dot com or on forums forums dot com. You were saying?
1: Uh, I was going to say, should
0: my lady,
1: my lady, pudding pie, should we tell people that we're going to be. Uh, eventually, red lights. eventually backfilling the first few seasons.
0: Well, I yeah, I mean, our intention is on the off season we're going to be doing retrospective watches on the seasons one and two, so we can have a full catalog. Yes, but I don't know when because I know that hot on the heels of this, in fact, some of it's going to be during. Orange i and can new black only starts.
1: assume that we'll be able to get this done maybe on christmas break or something like that but before the next season i
0: just don't want yeah i, I don't want to set any promises that's just our intention and sometimes we,
1: that's a bald move guarantee we'll be no. there and we'll do <laughs> we'll it do it we'll have it so, out next week
0: <laughs> don't do it um but no that's definitely our intention and i just don't know the time because i know we we got to go right to orange and new black after we get done with this yes which is going to be and that's that's a intense schedule we're trying to do i'm down okay so yeah, but yeah, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to filling in our knowledge gaps with that. We'll see you again next week for the next episode. It'll be awesome. Until then, I'm Aaron. And
1: I'm Cecily. Bye. Bye.